Adventurers, Dan here from the lab. Thought I'd just take a quick moment before we start this episode to let you guys know of a fresh new offering uh, that we're really excited about here at the Character Lab. It's www.dndcharacterlab.com. We're going to feature a blog here that's going to be updated weekly starting on October 2nd, 2017. That's a Monday, and every Monday thereafter, uh, with a few sprinkled in special postings that may occur uh, for special occasions. Uh, we have some great stuff planned for the month of October, as well as the rest of the year. The blog will regularly be featuring playtest materials uh, for dungeon masters and adventurers alike, as well as articles, original writings, just stuff that we really hope that you all enjoy. We hope to see you there. I don't want to waste any more of your time, and we thank you all for your support. Let's get on with the episode. D&D 5e Character Lab Podcast, with your hosts, Karen and Dan. Alright, welcome to the D&D Character Lab, a show based around the one thing that we as players cannot resist. Compulsively creating characters and daydreaming about their validity in-game. Every week we each bring a new character to the table, drawing from a plethora of published content and scoring it against a predefined table of criteria. Is then up to us to use our charisma modifiers to convince one another that our baby is better. Looks like you're the silver-tongued one today, huh? <laughs> so, today we are dealing with level 7 characters. Yes, we are. And um, this is a odd episode. So if you've been listening, that means I'm going to win. I've won so, every odd episode and you've won every even. No, I, I, wanted, to, I wanted to actually mention that. So this back and forth thing, that, that's ending tonight. Is I'm, it? Yeah, I'm winning two in a row. So the voice you're hearing, that's Dan. That's the one who thinks he's going to win, and I'm Garen, and I know I'm going to win. Okay. So as as we've been doing in the previous episodes, we've, we are pulling from the Player's Handbook, Volo's Guide to Monsters, Sword Coast Adventurer's Guide, and Elemental Evil Player's Companion um, for this episode. And you mentioned we got multi-class characters. We each made a character with two different classes. We split them up however we wanted, and we are going to judge them with our nine different criteria judging with a plus two to a minus two. We've got the persuasion check roll that we could do if we want to push it. And if you've been listening this far, you know that already. So Dan, why don't you introduce us to your loser? Morciar Drexmill. Do you always try to make a name that you have a very difficult time pronouncing? No, memorable is what it is, memorable. They're not memorable because they're so hard to say. All right, say this first name again. Morciar. Morciar. Morciar Drexmill. Is this a Morrissey reference? If you're no. going to call him Morrissey, I'd no. be very upset. Uh, he is a blue dragonborn fighter. That's mm. right. He is a chromatic dragonborn that used to work for a popular cult that was aligned with evil chromatic dragons, seeking to establish new rule. Uh, Morsiar was commonly tasked as a spy to check on oppositional parties using a disguise kit to color himself uh, as a metallic dragon, which we all know is a friendly dragon. <laughs> and... Uh, he would go to taverns and inns to gain favor with locals to see if he could get any useful information um, as a spy. One day, while on duty, he met uh, a bard named Aravan Hornraven. Uh, he was a bard performing at a popular tavern in town, and he was just passing through. But after talking to Morsiar, he shed light on the fact that his father was killed by the very cult that Morsiar was working for. Uh, Aravan stated that he feared for his life being in this town and that he needed protection. Um, seeing that Morsiar was a bulky fighter type, he decided to take on this assignment in hopes that he could possibly... Morsiar was hoping that he could possibly gain more information 
from this far traveler that would be useful to the cult. However, over time, he became closer and closer with Erevan and became more increasingly distant from the cult in which he belonged. Erevan taught him how to use his magical abilities to sharpen his tongue and wreak havoc on his enemies as a way to protect both of them during their travels. So Morsiar began to actually study the Bardic College of Lore and has been increasingly able to not only do magical lightning damage as he was before, but terrorize his enemies with psychiatric torment. Uh, but he is, and this is a nice little tool for both the DMs and the PCs, he is wanted by the cult. Well, probably because he's a bad guy, right? No, so he's a, so he's he is no longer a bad guy. He's not affiliated with this cult. He's anymore. going he against left. his nature he's as a going, blue dragon. He is. He is. So, because of that, and we'll get into that with the X Factor, but that is another... Uh, that'll come in with uh, the intimidation uh, and a little bit of spice that you can use for your not so friendly charisma. Who do you have this week? I'll give you that. It's very confusing. So this is this is a level seven blue dragon dragonborn fighter bard multiclass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, if a blue dragon that spits lightning were to put on a metallic paint to try to look like one of the metallic dragons, which color would he be? Bronze. Bronze? Yeah. Let me choose to a bronze dragonborn. No way. Yeah, this is a this is a pretty notorious episode already as we're going dragonborn v dragonborn yeah but lightning v lightning oh yeah opposites this is these, awesome these two guys were meant to meet in the lab this is awesome okay. and i and i will win jersala lachan darren i'm sorry what was that name and i'm i'm the one making the hard name well i think we both are familiar with dragonborn names they're very complicated mm-hmm. and so i wanted to make this guy true to life jersala first name lachan darren last name cool now jersala was a guard in the small village where he grew up with other dragonborns. They tend to be kind of outcasts, as I'm sure your Morrissey knows. And he took it upon himself to patrol the area, make sure things weren't uh, out of sorts. He ended up meeting a nice young female bronze dragonborn. This is a love story. This is really touching. Yeah, and it was his job. He took it upon himself to be City Watch. And he, with his bow, was able to defend the city for many, many years. And one time he, well, very, very often he would take her out on hunts with him. They would hunt the packs of wild boars that roamed the area. He was able to bring down many boars at a time. And another friend of his would go out with them as well, a copper dragon. Now this copper dragon, Drusala always thought there was something suspicious about this guy. You know, they were friends, but there was like a, a tense friendship. You know, the copper dragon was always giving it to him, always trying to get under his skin, scales a little bit, excuse me. And when they went out that night, uh, the copper dragon, because night night hunting is the best hunting, so I'm sticking to that. That wasn't a mistake. Did he hook up with his girl? He shot her in the back. Whoa. whoa. And he blamed it on Drusala. And Drusala had no evidence to the contrary, and it went back and forth between the two of them for very long as to who it could have possibly been. And finally the city decided that they just couldn't trust Drusala as their city watch anymore. And they cast him out of this out of the village. Well, I imagine he's seeking vengeance. He went through the woods trying to maintain a life for himself, scavenging. And one day he was working his way through a bit unusual set of woods, and he came upon a creature that he'd never seen before. Tall, horned, crooked-limbed. The thing looked at him with fire in its eyes and charged with an unearthly roar. As he was being set down upon by this creature. He pulled his bow, and in a moment, time stopped, and a beautiful, fair-skinned woman appeared before him and lightly touched the tip of his arrow, 
and disappeared. He let loose the arrow. It slayed the creature in that instant. He find out that she's a fey princess. And now he is indebted to her for saving his life because she likes him. Well, she touched the tip. It's got a... <laughs> it's, yeah. I mean, that's that's love. So, Drusala, to get to the end of the point, is a ranger who took on a warlock pact with the fey. So this ranger warlock is chaotic neutral because he doesn't believe in law anymore after what happened to him. And he mostly fends for himself. And now, Dan, bronze v. blue, we head into the scoring. And I'm going to turn it back over to you. Tell me what Morrissey does for melee. So for head bashing, I'm arguing a uh, plus one. I've got a plus three to strength, uh, 17 total. Uh, and I've got an action surge, which uh, gives me the option to attack again once per short rest. I'm using a battle axe, which deals out 1d8 plus 3 slashing damage. And then I also have my breath weapon, which deals out 3d6 lightning damage that I can use. Lightning once. damage is magic damage. It's, no. It's magic damage. No, that's a melee attack. As, as a bronze dragon, I should know. It's not It's not magic unless you are a magical being. It's not beam. melee. It's got a cone of 15 feet. That's it's part of it's part of the race feature. I've already it's, told you I'm a ranger. Are you going to allow me to put this in my melee argument? Yeah, you can put it in your melee. All right. So you want your plus one with your one d eight plus three, and once per short rest you could take a second action. Yep, and breath weapon. All right, I'll give it to you because you just improved my situation greatly. I am also going to be arguing a plus one as I have a short sword with which is a one d six plus two damage. So not a ton of damage, but this is where Drusala, as a guy who hunts a lot of boars, he has the Horde Breaker ability, which means if there is a, another creature within five feet of the creature I just attacked, I can take a bonus attack as my bonus action. So, in certain circumstances, I get two attacks per round. In certain circumstances, 1d6 plus two? Twice. And no, lightning breath. No, 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 not twice. You said certain circumstances, certain then yes, it is. Certain circumstances. How many so times? Certain I circumstances. That, I would put that on the same playing field as action surge. So go ahead, and then so you've got one d six plus two, uh -huh. and your lightning, and your lightning breath. Yes, I, I would say it's a zero. A zero. One d six plus two. I'm dealing out a one d eight plus three. That's three more potential damage than me. No, it's not. Yes, yeah, it, it is. is. Yeah, you're right. It is. <laughs> <laughs> That's so negligible. You're really going to argue the plus one to the zero on this? All right, you can take the plus one. Yeah, getting that plus one. All right, what do you have in range, Ranger? You know, I love range. I can never get enough range. That's really odd I, because previous episodes you've had a different story. No, I'm always adamant that I love yeah, range yeah, units. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And this is the rangiest guy you've ever seen because he was really good with a bow before he became a warlock. And I'll get to that warlock stuff, but with a bow... He's got a plus seven to hit. He's got a 1d8 plus two. If he uses his hunter's mark, he gets 1d6 on that creature. And he can still take that bonus attack if the creature's within five feet of the creature he just attacked. So that same thing I used in melee also works in range. So basic damage here is 1d8 plus two. What are you arguing? A plus two. Yeah, I mean, you're a ranger, you can get plus two in range. Yes, I can. Yeah. I uh, think we should skip ranged for me what skip it why are you always trying to skip ranged yeah skipping it skipping it i don't have any ranged uh weapons we're just not even gonna not even gonna argue it let's move on burninating okay so you got your minus two on range yeah okay what do you have in burninating friendo oh i got a lot how familiar are, are you with eldritch blast let's now you made a you made a warlock without eldritch blast and that was a mistake because this is the greatest cantrip I'm they ever sure made i'm pretty sure he won though keep going he did win 
and he would have won better if he used this cantrip. Eldritch Blast does 1d10 damage. Cantrip. Now, I have a plus 6 to hit on that. I've also beefed that up quite a bit, because I get invocations as a warlock. And I've taken Agonizing Blast, which allows me to add my Charisma modifier to the damage. So that's a 1d10 plus 3 ranged. And I have Ray of Frost as another cantrip if I want to do a load of cold damage. And I have the benefits of my feet, which I'm busting out right now, because I love range. It's the Spell Sniper. Doubles the spell range. And it ignores half cover or three quarters cover of the target of a ranged spell attack. So this is obviously so a plus So you two. have two cantrips. I only need Eldritch Blast. No. You're not yes. going to get a plus two for this. You have two cantrips. I am doing 1d10 plus three damage on you an wanna, attack. If you wanna and hear, you can almost if not you avoid hear, it. If you want to hear a plus two, I'll give it to you. You I'm ready for this? Aiding? You ready for this? Shocking Grasp, Thunderclap, Thunderwave, Chromatic Orb, Witch Bolt, Vicious Mockery, and Crown of Madness. I am an Eldritch Knight Fighter. I get benefits of... Oh, you took the Eldritch now. Y yes. I am an Eldritch Knight as well as a bard. I've got plenty of spells at my disposal. I, too, have cantrips, but I also have plenty of spells at my disposal. So, no, sir, you are not getting a plus two. I get a plus two. You do not get a plus two. I get a plus two on you this. Do, you get two, you have this, two cantrips. This Eldritch, I only need the one. No, you the have two one, cantrips. The other one is just for flavor. No. I hang it around cantrips. my belt that just We're says not I even, can also cast Ray of Frost, even, but I don't care. not even going to let you roll for this Eldritch because two, blast two all cantrips day. will you never not make me roll for no, this. No, no, no. Two cantrips will never, ever be the precedent for this. I'm arguing that you get a zero. A zero? Yeah, you have great range on those cantrips, but you have two. And I'm rolling for that one. No, you're rolling for a zero. I'm rolling for a one. Well, you're you're arguing a plus two. If you want to, if you want to, if you want to, if you truly believe a plus two, roll for the plus two. Otherwise, you get a zero, friendo. All right, then that's roll what it's going to be. Roll it. I'm you rolling. Need a seventeen. I need a seventeen. Uh, I do have a plus three to my modifier. Great. This is a very charismatic ranger because he was very friendly with the village before they cast him out. Roll the dice. Here it comes. Get ready to weep. Nope. <laughs> that's a twelve total. That's a twelve. All right, so you get a zero. I, I get a zero, which is a crime. Yeah, those two cantrips, this man. range. So I am going to take a plus two. Shocking Graphs, Thunderclap, Thunderwave, Chromatic Orb, Witch You don't bolt, have to say it again. I'm not arguing with you. No one's arguing with you. Good. I'm going to move on to control. You're a monster. I'm taking plus two here. Uh, I have Tasha's Hideous Laughter. Which... What does Tasha's Hideous Laughter sound like? <laughs> okay, that helped. Yeah. Charm Person, Hold Person, Crown of Madness, Minor Illusion, Bardic Inspiration, Cutting Words, which allows you to expend one Bardic Inspiration to subtract 1d6 from an attack, ability, or damage roll made by a creature within 60 feet of you. I can summon my bonded weapon, so if I don't have my weapon near me, I can summon it and it will teleport into my hands. That enough for you on plus two argument? As long as you don't argue with me, when I say ensnaring strike, fog cloud, rave, enfeeblement, gust, Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, fog cloud? Fog cloud. I thought that we thought we established that wasn't control. That's control. Oh, it wasn't control when I argued it though. No, but now it is. No, but we're gonna. This works. All right, so eliminate fog cloud and start over. Ensnaring strike, raven feeblement, gust, repelling blast, which is on my eldritch blast, which means if I hit somebody with my eldritch blast, I can push them ten feet away from me. That's control. That's control. That. Yes. Uh, I also, as a city watch, have in my inventory a horn for which to summon help. Nope. And I have the uh, spider climb spell. That's a plus two. No. Plus yes, one. It is. Plus no, one. it's a plus two. I have three spell slots, or I have two spell slots at level two. Uh, you have two spell slots, and you just named a shitload of spells. That... Well, I have three slots for ranger, two slots for warlock. The spell slots work differently. Yeah. So I can cast Raven Feeblement twice. I've got 
spider climb. <laughs> I've got that repelling blast, which no, pushes sir. them away from me. That's, That's a plus, plus two. Plus one. You, you, you just killed yourself with your spell slots there. You, you said I have two spell slots. But now. I have the horn for which to summon health. Woohoo! That's what Come it sounds like. Yeah. Somebody's going to think you farted. <laughs> it's a very small horn. Yeah, no. I have plus to keep one. it in my pocket but at all I, times. I, I appreciate it. That's plus one, though. <sighs> uh, so, what do you have for tankiness, bro? Actually, I'm, I'm not bad. I'm not bad here. I've got a 16 AC, 71 hit points. I have Blade Ward, which I can cast upon myself, which gives me resistance of bludgeoning, piercing, slashing. And I have Fey Presence. If anyone, any creature, comes within 10 feet of me, they have to roll a wisdom save, or they might become charmed or frightened. Now that has nothing to do with tankiness. Yes, it does. No. The second they come up to me, they have to roll a wisdom save. If they that's, fail the wisdom that's save... That's control. That's tankiness. Nope. Control. So I get a plus two on a control? <laughs> no. <laughs> Sorry. All right, you know uh, what? That Bay Presence is coming back later. Okay, cool. I'm arguing a plus one. Mm, we'll revisit that. I have Spider Climb. Uh, you're... Yeah. I have an AC of 19. It's pretty high. Are you carrying a shield? No, I... How are you I, not carrying a shield and got I, an AC of 19? So I'll talk to you about my feet. Oh, oh, okay. Go on. Tough feet, which gives me two extra HP per level. So you have, like, calloused feet from walking outside? Oh, it's that tough feet, baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like where you use this stone on it and the damn things don't come off. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, two extra HP per level. This is level 17. I mean, level 7, so it gives me an extra 14 HP. So I do have total HP of 78. The AC... How did you get the AC up to 19? You have to be carrying a shield. Right, people? He's got to be carrying a shield. Uh, defense fighting style. When I'm wearing armor, I get a plus one to my AC. What kind of armor are you wearing? I am wearing... Oh, uh, yeah, here. Chainmail and shield. And then plus one. So you have a shield. Uh, I have chainmail coming standard as a fighter. Um, I have second wind, which allows me to use 1d10 plus four per short or long rest. I have lightning resistance as a blue dragonborn. And I also have the cure wounds spell. That's an easy plus two. Yeah, that is a plus two. Let's go back to yours. Yeah, that's a plus one for sure. So we're moving on. Nope. Yeah. What? what? You can't just say yeah. No, Don't, yeah. Let's, that's let's my sum- summarize, it yeah. One, summarize it one more time. AC is 16. Uh-huh. 71 hit points. Blade Ward. Fate Presence, which you argue is not relevant. No. So you got three things. I'll take. I'll give you the plus one. Uh, that was easier than I thought it would be. What do you have for ally assist? I can make my friends turn invisible, and I can grant them that's a cool spider party climb. Trick. Mm-hmm. So I'm arguing a minus one. That's two things, which I think is <laughs> easy. Spider climb? Yes. Ally assist. Fine, take the minus one. That's a minus one. I mean, All right, I'm I, gonna... I was giving it to you on that. Arguing a plus two. Bardic, oh. Bardic inspiration. Come on. Bardic inspiration. Uh-huh. Song of rest. Additional 1d6 HP to yep. my friends when we take we a short know. rest. Cure wounds. Healing word. Mage armor. Plus two. You went on like that was a longer list, but it actually wasn't. But it's a plus two. It's not a plus two. It's a plus uh, one. No, it's not. It's Bardic Inspiration, Song of Rest, Cure Wounds, Healing Word, and Mage Armor. Plus two. How That's many spell slots do you have? Uh, plenty. No, don't say plenty. How many spell slots do you have? I have four slots as a... Uh, I'm sorry, seven slots total as a bard. And let's see what we have as an Eldritch Knight. I have four spell slots as an Eldritch Knight. Yeah, but you can't cast your bard spells in your Eldritch Knight slots. No, you're right. I have seven bard spells that I can use. Cure Wounds, Healing Word, uh, Mage Armor comes in with the uh, the Eldritch Knight. So uh, I, ha- I can do that four times. But I can do Healing Word and Cure Wounds seven times. Song of Rest, anytime we take a short rest. Bardic Inspiration, I get three per long rest. All right, you if you inspire me right now, I'll give you this plus two. You're gonna win, Garen. Roll. Oh, you want me to roll? I'm forcing for... the roll because that was not inspiring at all. 
what, what are you arguing? I'm arguing that that's not enough. I'm arguing that that's a plus one. It's, so not, it's, okay. it's not potent enough for so you. So you're arguing a plus one. I need a 17. Let me see what my charisma modifier is. Uh, plus two. So I need a 15 or greater here. No. No. Plus so you get one. Plus one. Which is bull because we that's a lot of and allies. And that's why we have the die. A lot of allies. Keep going. Ability balance. I'm arguing a plus one because I have a strength of 12, a dex of 15, a con of 12, an intelligence of 9, a wisdom of 10, and a charisma of 16. What's your spellcasting modifier? Charisma. Okay. Let me see your abilities. What dex you got and the... charisma are my most important abilities. I am proficient in athletics with a 4, stealth with a 5, insight with a 3, perception with a 3, and survival with a 3. Nature? No, I'm not proficient in nature. And you're a ranger? Yeah, but I lived in a city. Right, but what? what what's I your don't have to be what's proficient. Your what's your modifier on that? Negative one. It doesn't so, matter. Wait a minute. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. You tell me that you're going to be proficient in tracking, and nature is not important. I never said I was proficient in tracking. Uh, you're a ranger, right? A ranger doesn't have to be proficient in tracking. <laughs> um, yeah, they do. I stood up on a wall, and I shot guys that tried to get into my city. So you're completely useless when it comes to tracking, is what you're telling me. I don't need to track. Also, I have... Fake presence. Nothing even. You're like the United States Postal Service, man. You can't track shit. <laughs> I think this is a plus one. I'm not even arguing a plus two. Uh, I know there's weakness yeah. in my intelligence with a nine. Yeah, I'll give you the plus one. I I'm arguing a plus one as well. I have jack of all trades, which gives me a plus one to all uh, ability checks. That bards in their ability. Yes, that, that's not already in my proficiency bonus. I have expertise in two areas. I have proficiency in eight areas. However, the reason it's not a plus two is. Um, I have a lower intelligence uh, for a low intelligence, and that's what my Eldritch Knight spells work off of. How low is it? Uh, my intelligence is a negative one. Oh, so, oh. So, but strength of seventeen, Dex of thirteen, Constitution of eleven, Intelligence of nine, Wisdom of ten, Charisma of fifteen. Yeah, but you're also your Charisma, your modifier is a plus two, which is even that great for your Bard spells. It is. It's good. It's, it's not great. great. Yeah, it's 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 a plus one worthy. This is balanced, my friend. I think that's a zero. No, because what we, what we have to remember... Knight. No, but we, what we have to remember here is strength is important for fighters, plus three. Yeah, but you created a guy who specifically sought out magical abilities. Correct. Who, who wanted to improve no, his magical no, no, abilities no, no. He with was a, low intelligence. So his ability to do that magic is very weak. Not very. Nope. Yes. No, it's with not. With a negative one? No, uh, listen... This is a zero. No, no, it's not. No, this it's is, not. This is the z yes. No, I have I have proficiency in eight things, expertise. But in I think two. your choice to give him I'm a nine on the intelligence is your real mistake here. It, I'm not arguing a plus two. If 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 this were an optimized character, which we don't always optimize our characters, we if don't. This were an optimized character, it would be a plus two. This and that's why this, one, this aspect of our argument is so much important. That correct. But I'm going to tell you, proficiency in eight areas, expertise in two, with. Proficiency in strength and constitution saving throws. What's really important, this guy bangs it out in melee. I just want to see the vein bulge in your neck. Okay, you get a one. Yep. All right, talk to me about Smooth Operator. How do you handle situations charismatically and without ruffling a lot of feathers? Big surprise, I'm arguing a plus two. Charm person, plus four to stealth, plus seven to sleight of hand, plus five to persuasion, plus eight to deception. I have a criminal contact, which means that I have a contact in a network of criminals that I can just talk to and maybe help me out in a situation. And then I have a plus two charisma modifier. You have a criminal contact. Criminal contact. Good. Good argument. <laughs> I don't. I don't immediately have anything to really. I mean, these are these are well worn uh, topics we've gotten to at this point. That uh, you're you're making your your point clear here. I have fate presence when it comes to smooth operator, and that means they're 
possibly charmed just being near me, and that doesn't require any spells. I'm charmed being near you. Don't let the vein fool you. <laughs> Look, I have fate presence. I have invisibility. I have a 16 of charisma. I have proficiency in stealth with a plus five. Uh, so I have three modifier in all charismatic rolls. I think this is a plus one easily. Plus one, yeah, easily. So let me tell you about when I get aggressive, when I get mad. So I still got that 16 of charisma. I've got the Repel Blast, which pushes things away from me. i got the Fey Presence, which now can be turned into a Frightened thing. I've got Fog Cloud. I've got Gust. Fog Cloud is an aggressive charisma. Yeah. No. I, I drop a Fog Cloud in a tavern, and everyone's like, what's all this fog in here? No. And I'm everybody, like, let's get out, boys. Every, let's run. Everybody be like, what a fucking asshole. <laughs> hey, hey, loot the register. Let's go. There's fog in this place. <laughs> I think this is easy. No, they'd be like, man, what an asshole. This guy just fogged out our our building no yes and that's what spitting fire is all about is being a jerk in situations no but everybody would just need. everybody would just hate you and you could never go back to that bar so no not really when are we worried about that in this category what are you arguing you've let me blow open you, the doors you, on a tavern you, before you, you let me charge through the doors on a tavern yeah before. how fog, come i can't fill it with to, fog to fog <laughs> dissipates breaking the doors is an actual problem <laughs> Um, fog cloud would be better for like the, the you never like fog cloud just because I shut you down that one time <laughs> I mean using it in a bar is just an asshole move like it's terrible I also have mold earth I could create a pit and make a guy walk into it okay I'll let that I'll let that fly that's that'd be creative so that's a plus two no plus one yeah did I say plus, plus two no plus I one I think I should have said plus two plus one plus one you did great aggressive charisma was that patronizing yes I'm arguing a plus one. I have cutting words, which, as we know, I can expend at Bardic You've been cutting me really hard lately. Well, I have a plus five to intimidation, plus six to strength saves and checks, and I'm also a blue dragonborn, where this is where I'm pulling this out. I'm oh, a blue dragonborn. I'm a blue dragonborn, and I am known to be evil. I am notoriously evil. This is great for any roleplay setting. This is a good tool for the DM. Oh, now because it's when convenient I walk, for you to be evil. Well, you weren't evil before. You changed your ways. No, no, no. This is, this is notoriously evil. Even though I've changed my ways... I walk into a tavern, people see a blue dragon. I am off the chain intimidating. I have a plus five to intimidation, but if we play theater of the mind, that people are already scared at the offset. All right, um, well, yeah, that's a, that's a plus one. This is again one of those situations where I thought you were arguing more than you were. Nope. So your whole posturing isn't necessary when you're just trying to get a plus one. So yes, you can have your plus one. X Factor. You know why you should play Jersala Lakandaran? Because this is a guy who hasn't had it easy in life and then he became basically the slave to this fey princess did who, that we did the slave episode already man he no he's basically a slave he's not actually a slave she touched the tip it's not really that bad it is it's it's, it's ruined his life but also improved it it's taught him a lot about magic he's got this eldritch blast which is arguably more powerful than his bow at this point and he's his mind is blown with these possibilities you Arguably stand. more powerful. You really like this cantrip. Love it. You can stand at the back of a battle, popping off shots with your bow, throwing the Eldritch Blast. If they get close to you, you push them back away from you. You say, get away from me. If they get too close, you charm them or you frighten them. You're untouchable. Oh, You're a this hero. Is... And grandiose. And you've got a score to settle with that copper dragon. Speaking of score to settle, before we get to the X Factor... How does your score look? The score is settled. Okay, all right. The score is settled, and why don't you talk to me about your X Factor? (laughs) So if you want a a little bit of an interesting set of tools to give your DM and other PCs playing a lawful good uh, dragonborn, a blue dragonborn. It sounds impossible to play. 
No, man. We have Fighter Bard. We got a lot of spells coming in. You get to play the Lightning. You get to play the Vicious Mockery piece. You know, kind of torment people psych- psych- psychiatrically and all sorts of things. So this is just all around fun to play. Uh, a lot of strengths. Even though his intelligence isn't that high, don't let Garen's arguments fool you. There's still a lot of spells at your disposal and uh, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Great. Did I mention he can captain a pirate ship? No, he cannot. <laughs> Don't try and sell me on that. <laughs> My favorite background. All right, Dan, we're at the score. Episode seven. Drum roll. Morrissey. Takes great strength to be kind, gentle, and kind. Ooh. Yeah. Sammy, that should have been your X Factor right there. What's his real name? What's your guy's name? You don't remember. <laughs> Morrissey R. Drexmill. Morrissey R. Beats Drusala 10 to 8. Yeah. This was a tough battle. Was it? Yes, it was. Would, would you say it's bullshit? I would not, because I know how to accept a loss, even Ooh. though I made a fantastic character. It was a good character, I'll give you that. And I think we're seeing that these characters are getting stronger and stronger. And also this, uh, I, I personally, as an, a character, you know, an adventurer in Dungeons & Dragons, I've actually never utilized multiclassing, uh, and this episode was a great exercise for that. You know, just the amount, the sheer amount of abilities that you have at your disposal using two classes and being able to choose... Uh, how you level up. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, the player handbook makes it very easy if you want to read through it and get some tips as to what requirements you would have to make the switch. My guy needed to have a charisma of 13 at least to take on the warlock. Same with mine as well. Yep. So that's why we both had pretty solid charisma going into it. And that would be something you could think about. As you're starting a level one character, you could think, where where do I want to go with him? And so when you're balancing your guy out, doing the point by, something to keep in mind. And this is also why it is so important that you develop that strong backstory because then you can guide those ability scores to, to kind of go along with that backstory. The, the backstory should guide the ability scores and not the other way around. Yeah, and it's a, it's a totally different story that we're coming in fresh with level 7 characters that would be going into a battle. But if you want to go with a level 1 guy, you could still get to that point somehow. So uh, this was a lot of fun episode. Dan, you've now taken the lead, breaking the streak of me getting odds, you getting evens. You know I don't like to keep score, but now I will. <laughs> And next week, we're going to be doing episode eight, where we are going to be making Tortle races, the brand new race that Wizards has released. And I'm very excited about those characters. Yeah, same here. Well, this is it for episode seven. Remember what we say. It doesn't it do- have to be optimized. It just has to be fun. See you next week. This has been a production of the D&D Character Lab Podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at DND Character Lab. Or shoot us an email at dndcharacterlab at gmail.com. Most importantly, make sure you subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or the Apple Podcast app.